Welcome to The Q Word, a podcast about the tips, trends, and taboos of emergency nursing, where we pull the hospital curtain back on issues that emergency nurses and their patients often think about but seldom talk about. You found the Q Word Podcast. We are at the gates, the very impressive gates, I must say, of Forest Hill Cemetery in on the outskirts of Boston, because you would like to visit the graves of several notable deceased nurses or nursing professionals. Right. So this was your brilliant idea, and it is a gray, cold, <laughs> slightly almost rainy day in Boston. Perfect for a cemetery visit. Yep, we have passed through the hood into the wrong part of town. The guy's smoking dope on the street corner. Yeah, well, you know, it's legal now. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to head into the, like, office and see if we can find where these nurses are buried. Looking for some Civil War Army nurses. There we are. Bonus. Looking for a specific, a few specific gravestones. Do you have the name? I do. Do you have a pen? I do not have a pen. So we're looking for Mary Elizabeth, and I'm going to spell the last name Z A L I. Cannot read my writing. I R E W S K K A, something like that. Zeller Weska. Where are we? It's not Z A L I. I'm not coming up with anything. Could it be? Um, Zio. All right. How about Susan? Dimeki. Demock. D I M O C K. I have two Susan Democks. One uh, was buried in 1875. And the other one was buried in 1902. It would have been 1875. Exactly. Physician. Physician. Yeah, there she is. Z A K. Oh, that's a K R. That's my own handwriting. Yeah, did you find them on the map? They're a PP on the map there. Oh, there she is. Look, she is. Oh, they're right there. Sit down, Yeah, we sure didn't. Anybody else? Yeah, I've got one more, and it is Linda Richards, which I'm sure is a ubiquitous name, but she is. She was the first graduate of the nursing school that these two physicians created. Oh, okay, cool. We're here on a nursing theme. A, yes. A, a, a deceased nursing theme. <laughs> oh! No! Oh! Oh! So the two physicians, female physicians, in the 1800s recognized the merits of having nurses work with them. Uh, the training of nurses there was all OJT. And these two... Wait, what does OJT mean? On-the-job training. Oh. And it varied from hospital to hospital uh, as to what nurses could do, what they were trained with, what responsibilities they had. Uh, and so these two physicians recognized that there needed to be something formalized. 
So they created the first uh, nursing school for formal training. So they, both of these women have an important role in nursing history. So where we're headed right now is to the crematorium to see a woman named Melinda or Linda Richards. She was their first graduate, the first formally trained nurse in the United States. It even says that on the very large map that is very hard to hold up in this wind. Now, to describe the cemetery, it is absolutely beautiful. It's a wooded, hilly landscape, very sylvan landscape. There are uh, plinths and beautiful headstones. Um, absolutely stunning statues. Look at that one right there. That's gorgeous. So this one is from the 1824, but I bet these up here on the left are even older. Yes, you can see the old headstones that have like the skulls and crossbones and not the crossbones, the uh, momentum of mori. Yeah. Um, we are not really sure where we're going, but we are making good time. We are hoofing it. <laughs> We have our druthers. We've we've found our way. At least Fountain we've. Avenue. We're on Fountain Avenue, and since that's my last name, I now feel at home. To well, the left of us is Lake Hibiscus. Uh, to the right of us is a charming little mausoleum. Look at how the beautiful. Family. Wow, it's beautiful. So now this looks a little bit more like a traditional set of headstones. There's mostly plinths and other obelisks, obelisks, headstony-looking things. But we're going all the way to the crematorium because the cemetery closes <laughs> in an hour. And you have to have a swipe card to get through. Into the crematorium. So we won't get in if we don't go during business. So, so we, we came to, to see, see um, we came to see Linda Richards, Marie Zakrozuska. Sure, that's how you say it. Susan Dimmock. What was the bonus is that there's a Civil War Army Nurses Memorial here as well that we did not know about. Mm -hmm. So we'll swing around and see what that's about. I'm excited to see that. All right, Smilax. Yep, there's Smilax. Smilax path. Okay, this didn't take as long as we thought. No. Okay. But we're almost to the end. I see. Yeah, I see houses and stuff. So the crematorium must be in that basic direction, right? Sure. Okay. So one of them's right here. Yeah, the Civil War Memorial. Oh, here. This is it. Oh, okay. The Army Nurses and Women of the War. All right, clearly it's time to stop for a photo op. Yep. So when I found it metaphorically. this Nursing Historical Society, and I started looking at where these prominent nurses were buried and and how to go to these, uh, like an homage to them or like a, a quest. Mm -hmm. Of course, Florence Nightingale is in England, so we'll have to do that someday. Yeah, the podcast will pay for that, I'm sure. Right. But I, uh, this is exactly how I imagined it. Mm. Well, we thought about bringing flowers to decorate the headstones of these nurses. To honor them, right? I thought it would be better just slap a keyword podcast sticker on it. For some reason, Nisa doesn't think that's a great idea. I don't have bail money saved for, yeah. for that. She's a killjoy. It's just the way it is. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to hit pause for a moment and hit you back. When we've made it to Is that the it? crematorium. That I think that like must it be, it. be it. Yeah, it looks crematorially, crematory-esque. We are at the crematorium and we're heading down to the lower columbarium. Hector has let us in. Say hello to the Keyword Podcast listeners. Hi, <laughs> Oh, goodness, look at this. 
I don't know if I've ever been a crematorium before. It's not like this. Wow. I didn't realize, for whatever reason, that they were full of jars of ashes. Do you yeah. know where she is? Yes, or? Oh, one Excellent. It is a beautiful space. It looks like a library full of jars that are all locked behind small little metal gates that have the names of the person or the last name of the person within. Oh, here we are. Thank you. All right, we'll take a picture. We'll be here for two minutes to pay our respects. So I'll read the sign. Linda Richards was born on July 27, 1841, the youngest daughter of preacher Sanford Richards and his wife, Betsy Sinclair Richards. She was named after missionary Ann Judson by her devout parents. After 10 years as a school teacher, she began working as a nurse at Boston City Hospital in 1870. She enrolled for training in 72 at the New England Hospital for Women and Children, run by female physicians, for a one-year course based on the principles established by Florence Nightingale. Linda received her diploma on September 1st, 1873, and went to work as night supervisor at Bellevue Hospital in New York. <laughs> After attending Florence Nightingale's training school at St. Thomas Hospital in England in 1877, she became superintendent of a new training school at Boston City Hospital, which officially opened in 1878. Influenced by her religious upbringing, Richard served as a missionary to Japan from 1886 to 1891. During this time, she opened Japan's first training school for nurses in Kyoto. Back in the United States, she worked as a visiting nurse and helped train nurses to work with the mentally ill. Linda Richards was actively involved in nursing organizations. She was the first president of the American Society of Superintendents of Training Schools in 1894, which was the first professional organization for nurses. She was a member of the committee who established the hospital economics program at Teachers College, Columbia University. She retired in 1911 at age 70 when she wrote her autobiography, Reminiscences of Linda Richards, add that to your bibliography. She suffered a severe stroke in 1923 and lived the remainder of her life at the New England Hospital for Women and Children, where she had done her first training. She died on April 16, 1930 in Boston. Let me take a picture of Nisa with Linda. All right. Uh-oh. The one behind, below her is empty. Mr. Walker has gotten up and walked what away. Is, what is this? It's for a candle. I don't think you put a candle here. Or a, or a votive of, of some sort. Maybe a bouquet of flowers. She did a ton of her. She was the first time she charged her. She was the first, uh, she joined the first professional organization. She, she did a lot of firsts. Absolutely. Beautiful. Wow, thank you, Hector. We would really appreciate it. And we would have gotten lost if you weren't here to show us on the way back out, right? <laughs> we have now left the crematorium and are on our way to see the gravestones of the two doctors that Nisa talked about earlier. Dr. Marie Zagruska? Sure. Is that right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> and surgeon Dr. Susan Dymock. These were the two um, doctors who pioneered what women's health care and what, what was it? Tell the story again. They uh, realized that nursing needed to be a formally trained industry. Right. Okay. And so we went looking 
So they opened the first formal nursing school. And they have, were also buried, are also buried in Forest Hill Cemetery. So we went looking for their gravestones. At this point, it's now hazy and um, the rain is really starting to kind of come down. It's gotten really cold and it's very hard to find these gravestones because there's markers on the map, <laughs> but there's no actual markers on the gravestones. Well, and the gravestones too are like, uh, some of them are overgrown with ivy. Um, and then as I recall, it was raining enough or drizzling enough that you ended up putting your phone in your pocket, yes. but we didn't realize we were still recording. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> forgive the, um, the, the noises, the, uh, the, the tectonic shifting of my back body parts as the phone was stuffed down my back pocket and we were walking, looking for these gravesites. So here it is. Oh, here, Mary Elizabeth Zach Taruski. I found her. Oh, and here they are, they're both together. Good job. They spelled skillful wrong. Oh, shit, I've been recording all this time. <laughs> this is when you hearing what my butt skillful sounds like, and I do believe that I've uh, asked nurse. Seems a little weird to be sitting there smiling. Okay. Uh, Susan, uh, being made a physician in a short time, she is remembered a long time. She was only 28 years old. So those were our adventures at the Forest Hill Cemetery. That's right, it was a ton of fun. Uh, just a unique little pilgrimage to go see some ladies who made a difference in our profession, our, in our industry. And here on Halloween Day, we thought it would be nice to share that adventure with you. It's appropriately macabre and seems like a perfect opportunity to talk about some famous dead nursing people. <laughs> yeah, the ghosts of nursing history. Yes, the ghosts of nurses past. My favorite part is when you ask me what OJT is, and I secretly wonder what plinths and sylvan wooded <laughs> cemeteries are. <laughs> <laughs> we're each throwing lingo back at each other. And, you know, this is how we learn, yeah. though, right? We're, we're, we're just That's right. We're teaching each other new things. That's right. Well, thanks for giving us a listen. We hope everyone has a happy Halloween. Yep, this was just for fun. Thanks for indulging us. Yep, uh, be safe with your family out there on Halloween, and we will shoot a new episode of the Keyword Podcast out to you soon. Bye, Nisa. Bye, Lisa. Bye, guys. <laughs>